This is Char. This is Barb. And this is Plug, Plug Your, Your Ears. Ears, where we sit back, chat a little, laugh a lot, and talk about anything you want. We're open, we're honest, and we're definitely not PC. So uncork that wine bottle or in this case, unscrew the top. Right. And plug, plug your, your ears. ears. Screw bottle wine they have found holds the um, wine better and preserves the wine better. I'm sure because you can get air through the corks. Right. Mm-hmm. Plus the corks age and then you get the nasty corks in the wine. Right. Yeah. So we have decided that today we're going to do it a little bit different. We picked a location. So we decided that the stories we're going to do today will be around the Los Angeles, California area. And I cheated a little. It's not exactly LA, but it's near LA. How's that? That's good enough for me. So tell me what you got. I got uh, Turnbull Canyon. Hmm. Dun, dun, dun. Located between LA and, or I'm near LA between Whittier and City of Industry. Oh, I know where, I know where both of those are actually. Well, then maybe you've been to this haunted jaunt. If so, it's only to drive through to get to LA or West Covina. 49,000 acres of scenic hills. It's, uh, also called, I don't know if there's like a little town there called Puente, Puente Hills. I've never heard of that one. The natives call the area, okay, here we go. Hatak gonna murder or? Yeah, Hataknya. It's got like G-N-A at the end, like Bologna, Bologna. Oh, gotcha. Hatakni, I don't know. And one of my resources said, it's called, they um, translated to Place of the Devil, and one said The Dark Place. So, pretty not, Same good, thing. not good place to be. Um, there are reported to be like ghosts of those refusing to convert to Christianity, witches, Satanists, cult, a cult that sacrificed children. Well, if you're going to um, sacrifice anybody, make it kids. Right. Might as you know. Right. Damn kids, otherwise they want to be picked up from volleyball fuckers. Right, or they don't do the dishes. <laughs> oh, yes. So, and also there's an alleged plane crash in 1952, but there's no record of it. And that allegedly killed 21 kids. Holy shit, but and there's, there's no like, record? There's no record, which is what the article... said witches. <laughs> ah, that's what the article that I, like, researched, but... You know me, I didn't exactly have time to like to look into it any further and do my own, you know, knuckles deep in the googs and as to quote my favorite other podcast besides ours. Um, and there's a re remains of an insane, insane asylum. <gasps> Can we go? You wanna? Kinda. Well, I don't know, cause uh, supposedly it came back from the dead in the '60s and killed a kid with a long dominant uh electric wire okay so let's figure out which kid we can spare <laughs> well i got three you only have one so so mine it is <laughs> <laughs> she just gave you the luck mama mine is in the room and she did not like that <laughs> i was trying to save you there kayla you hear that didn't you i mean you got three to go before you're free and clear i only got one <laughs> Mine's also ready to graduate and go on yeah, one see, way. Yeah, so. I got three. I can, you know. So Bailey it is. <sighs> I just, I can't decide. I guess they're just going to have to draw straws. <laughs> she who gets the short straw goes on yeah. vacation with us. 
So um, back in the day, the Indians called, uh, considered it a forbidden ground and they refused to go there. Oh. Um, this, when the Spanish arrived, they forced them to go there because they were trying to get them to convert to Christianity. And they thought, well, if they face their fears and they're frightened, that puts them at a disadvantage and they're more likely to take on our faith. That doesn't sound right at all. You know, all? they're like, oh shit, this is, you know, they're, we're scared and we don't know what to so, do. Okay, we'll convert to your So the religion. Christians scare the shit out of them to yeah. become Christians. That doesn't necessarily make you want to be a Christian. You're like, these people are fucked. Yeah, well, it didn't work on the Indians. They basically just said, yeah, we don't have anything to live for and we're in this fucked up place that we don't want to be in and basically they killed them all. Wow, look, the cat's already crying. I know, see? And, and the uh, dog's going to chew his bones because the cat's crying. Um, visitors and locals, that when they go there, they said they feel the gaze of a hundred eyes upon them. Those Hi are dead kids. Yeah, and in, in engines. Yeah. And uh, hikers report feeling like being watched. Isn't that creepy? Hells have eyes. Yeah. So, yeah, that was... And then... Um, then along comes the Great Depression and the locals, well, this is the next big story in the haunting of the hills. I just got excited because my story has the Great Depression oh, too. Oh, see? This really doesn't have anything to do with it other than pinpointing the time frame. Um, Mine doesn't either. So they started noticing new residents and um, it was men and women, no children, there was one of the witnesses, one of the local townspeople decided to go up and sneak up into the hills and see what they're doing. Jeepers, creepers. Yeah, Where'd they were get those peepers? like, this is, um, they were, oh, shit. Oh, that's the wrong picture. Son of a bitch. <laughs> My bad. She shows me a Here picture of two girls hanging. Oh, and then she follows it up with some Ku Klux Klan they were in black. All, oh, they were black robed. Men and women with pointing oh, hats, just like the KKK. Yeah, but black. Um, and they noticed a that go ahead, Barb. had um, oh, it's under my ass. Um, there was a young boy, approximately ten years old, strapped across the center, or I'm sorry, strapped to a cross. And he was in the center of all of these crazy people in the black robes. So it was basically the KKK. Well, I mean, he was... I mean, the same yeah, concept. Same concept. Um, they were all dancing around, chanting in a, uh, a language that was unrecognizable to the, the local sneak. So tongues. They were speaking in tongues. Um, then the, the chanting got more intensified, and then they heaved up the cross and adjusted it and heaved up the cross again and adjusted it and the and the local realized they're making they're making it an upside down cross <gasps> oh which satanists satanists um in the do you know really where that came from absolutely not i should though i feel like with all my true crime shit i really should well no actually it the original upside down cross was peter requested that um that form of crucifixion because he didn't feel worthy to be crucified in the same manner that Jesus was crucified. Oh. So it, it basically goes um, 
it it symbolizes like unworthiness or humility okay type of thing that's where like the origin of the upside down cross because that's how peter requested to be crucified because he did not feel worthy to be crucified in the same manner oh so there you go a little backstory on that one so they hoisted him up, hoisted him up, and, you know, the, the kid was just struggling. Of course, he's, you know, and but he had a cloth in his mouth, so he wasn't even able to cry out. Suddenly, they start just, like, beating the tar out of the kid, just, like, there's this, like, blood flying everywhere, uh, repeatedly just banging this kid. And then it all stopped. And they stuffed the kid in a bag. He was still alive, though. The, the uh, local noticed the kid was still alive. Threw him in a bag, tossed him in a wagon. I don't... Interesting. Yeah. Doesn't say what happened to him after that. Nope. Um, so the resident went back, told everybody, Oh my God, you're never going to believe this. Blah, blah, blah. He told them the whole story. And they're like, Oh, okay, dude. Whatever you say. You've lost it. Time to go yeah. to the cuckoo house. Until... Suddenly, there's a rash of kidnappings and children vanishing from their their, from their communities. Homes. So they gathered up all their weapons, excuse me for a moment, <coughs> and headed up to Turnbull Canyon. The cult had dispersed and never saw the kid again. Never saw any of them again. Nobody ever spotted the cult again. Nope. But they thought that the cult was um, supplied others like it around the country with um, child, child sacrifices. Um, wow, basically, it's like Robin Hood. They were preparing the children for their ultimate sacrifice. Um, it, was like, it was like Robin Hood. They stole from one and gave to another. Yeah. Hmm. And apparently, recently, they found like disturbing graffiti in the canyon, which. Yeah, but that's could just it be the times. From, could it could it be because of these stories, or are there really still maybe cults going on? You know, like sacrificing children there. We would have heard of that by now. Yeah, one would think. So, drink of wine time. <laughs> chug, 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 chug. Okay, fast forward to the 1930s. There's an asylum that opens up with. The idea that it was going to be a place of healing. They are. Yeah, no. Peace and tranquility and oh. It wasn't. Oh, shit. It supposedly left some psychic scars that still haunt the hills today. It was only open for less than 10 years. In the early 1940s, there was a mysterious fire that burned it down. Um... Since the fire, explorers and visitors visiting the ruins feel intense fright, fear, and panic. Psychically gifted people who go there, like, can't even stand to stand in the ruins. Oh, wow. Like, it just, like, makes them so anxious because and they're just not able died to. In that yep. fire. Yep. Um, in the, this is where the, in the 1960s, a group of local kids went up that came across the ruins and then you know how a bunch of local boys they just think they're cool as hell so this kid finds um an old electric shock device and he put it on his head and he strapped it to himself and he's like oh i'm dying blah 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 and uh and he did i'm gonna burn i'm gonna burn and there has I'm been no yes 
No electricity to the building for decades and decades and decades. And he did fry. Yep. Oh, suddenly there's thousands of volts of electricity coursing through his body and his friends are just kind of standing by helplessly watching his first... Because you can't touch him. Right. What are you going to do? You can't turn off the electricity. Like, there is none. Right. It's like good old electric chair Charlie. Yeah. But what do you do? I mean, what, what do you turn off? How, uh, you watch. So they watched his hair and then his clothes and then his eyes and then his skin smolder. And only, uh, apparently it took a few seconds for him to die, but I'm sure that was a really long few seconds. So all I can think of is the smell. I've Ugh. smelt burnt. I don't like the smell of burnt. It's, it's something you never lose. That's all I can think of right now. Ugh. Yeah, and you know how usually, you know, they say that poltergeists and ghosts can, like, like move or put themselves onto physical objects like in small doses these fuckers must be really pissed off and they, they must really hate the living they shared it's like the hold hands and do the care bear stare you know they're like super pissed off um i am losing my spot here other ghosts have been seen possibly sacrifices hanging from trees that's the other one there's that's my the hanging girls. trees there's the hanging yeah. trees picture so the the idea there is that like these are the kids who've been sacrificed and supposedly if you stare too long at them they'll open their eyes and look at you accusingly like you motherfuckers you didn't save me <laughs> that sounds like the um the weeping angels in doctor who if you close your eyes they come closer and if you keep your eyes open they don't come closer they only move when you close your eyes though so it's the exact opposite sorry yeah. dr who nerd i just admitted that so yeah that's that's kind of all i got and i feel like i could have delved really into some of these ghosts and cults but maybe maybe there'll be a turnbull part two because could be. there seems to be a lot going on there and you know i think that we should um i do like cults do you? My favorite thing to de to delve into is Jonestown. Like I'm obsessed with Jonestown. I, I like cults. But like, I'm sorry you can't see this picture, but we can. Does it? <laughs> does this not remind you of um, The Shining? So yes, it does. And that's the first thing I thought <laughs> Come of. Okay, with me, Jen. Fun fact: um, my daughter and her girlfriend were the twins from Shining for Halloween a few years oh, ago. Oh, nice. My buddy does a haunted house in front of his house. They had like a full grown 18, I think at the time they were like 13, and they had like an 18 year old run from them so fast that he broke through the little oh, wooden fences. Oh, it's a creepy little thing. They're, they're yelling, we're all like, you're running from 15 year old girls. But they had it figured out where I did a great job on the costumes, did a great job on everything, and they would like tap each other's fingers on the palms so they'd know when to do, come play with us, Danny. Forever and yeah. ever. And it you know was what? creepy. They did good. You should have got like a bodysuit creepy thing and been like the creepy lady in the tub. That year? What was I that year? That would have totally... I think that year was the year I was Maleficent. I put so much time and money into Maleficent that there was no way I was changing it. Because I had the full two-foot horns. Wow. I had the cloak. And it was phenomenal. But I did print out a couple pictures of the beautiful... Um, scenery. Scenery. I think that we should make a trip there for some hiking. I, you, can we stop at my place? Because I really want to oh. go to my place. So. Because I know I, I have to do some more investigating on this because I think I've only scratched the surface. So there may be a uh, 
a Turnbull too. I could handle that, and the best friend Cam would meet us there. She's as creepy as I am. <laughs> but because I'm just gonna have to to go into and say that apparently there are like UFO things going on there. I mean, and I really, really, really need to delve into the dead Indians because you know, there's more than just haunting going on when there's Indians. Right. You know, I mean, I gotta go into this Indian sacrificing kind of thing and, and I gotta I gotta do some more on this. See, but, isn't it great when you find something that you just learn like I gotta learn more. I gotta learn more. Well it's just that I I don't procrastinate ever, but this time I did. Right. And I realized as I'm like going through my, sorry, am I messing y'all up? No, I'm just going afraid of the noise. Going through my research that there's so much more to this because there's even pictures that I don't like weren't explained completely and, and UFOs and where the hell are the UFOs? They're in Area 51. No. Which we never did hear of Area 51 being stormed last week. There were some pictures of, um, like crowds on like Facebook. I don't really know. It could have been yeah. just, you know, whatever. But yeah, they're just, I just, I feel like I did this area like a, a disservice uh, by only, I didn't, I didn't scratch below the surface. Well, then I'll kick it up for you. You All ready? Right. So mine, come to find out because I absolutely love this place. And it might sound familiar to people. And then at the end of my story, I'll tell you why it sounds familiar. And I, yeah, it's just interesting. Okay, wait, wait, wait. Can we take a break and go get some more wine? Um, and guess definitely, what else? Definitely break time. And guess what else? Pee. Oh my gosh, Barbara has to use the bathroom. I know. Okay, well, we're going to take a break. We'll be right back with my story. And we're back. So, my L.A. story, as I said, is going to possibly sound familiar. I'm going to pop around a little bit on the story. Okay. And then we'll do a quick chronological. I'm going to... Put my mic right there on the couch for a minute. Okay, so I got most of my information from lacurb.com and of course the Wikipedia. So in LA, there is a hotel that is now called Stay on Main. It used oh, to. It's called what? Stay on Main. Oh, okay. It used to be called Hotel Cecil. The only way that you know that it's Hotel Cecil is that on the side of this hotel, it has a like janky old wooden sign. But this room does have, or this hotel does have 600 rooms and oh my God, I want to go. Okay, wait, when we go to, when to, we go uh, to your place, we can stay at the Hotel Cecil. And can uh, we call it the Hotel California? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, where you may come, but you may not leave. You could check in anytime you like, but you may never leave. Yes. Check out. Um, out. So, um, this hotel was built in 1924. The lobby is so amazingly beautiful. It looks like the Grand Central Station. It's got the huge, you know, the train station in New York. Mm -hmm. It's got the huge chandeliers nice. and the marble floor and the beautiful staircase and everything that you would expect a hotel to look like that was like... The Titanic of hotels in 1924 cost a million bucks in 24. Wow. Yeah. So then. Ching. Right. So then, guess what hit in 1927? Dun, dun, dun. The Great Depression. So, 
Um, when 1927 hit and the Great Depression happens, it became the hot spot for like the transients, the prostitutes, the all around just shady fucking people, right? So, so they should raise their rents. It could be a, can't be the low rent district and during the Great Depression. Right. Right, let alone when you have this lobby and giant are like Art Deco chandeliers, and nice. I mean, it's if it's the Titanic of all hotels, you can't just be having prostitutes in right. and out. But they did. Son of a. <laughs> I know. Way to make the good thing go bad. It's like Lansing you can never have a nice thing. So, in 2013, um, there was a guest at this hotel. Her name was. Either Elisa or Eliza, E-L-I-S-A, Lamb. Um, I'm going to call her Elisa because that's what comes out of my mouth. So she went missing. She was staying there. Amongst other things. <laughs> yeah. That and pro- it's just that and profanity. So she went missing. She was found three weeks later in the cistern on the roof. What? So, of course, I'm like, what the fuck is a cistern? So, like I the- break out the Google machine. Um, she got nuts deep in the googs. <laughs> I did. I broke out the Google machine. And Das Googs told me that a cistern is like a mini water tower that's on a, on a roof. So, imagine like one of those five-gallon water jugs that you flip upside down and put on a, on a water dispenser. Gotcha, gotcha. That's kind of what it looks like. But it's on the roof. Why is it on the roof? Because it was built in 24, and that's how they stored water. I don't fucking know. But it was. So, she was, was found... Was she in the water? She was found in the water, oh. in the cistern, three weeks after she disappeared. This sounds she vaguely familiar She was fully fucking nude. And dead and bloated. So, they ruled her death an accident. Uh, now, this... What? Huh? Right. How? Right. How, how, how? This cistern. She went to go swimming? Right. This water tank was so big that it was about 30 foot tall. Um, there was no way to get on top of it without a ladder. The lid of the tank was so industrial that you couldn't, like it was so big you couldn't just lift it with one hand. Um, I mean, she couldn't even open a pickle jar for fuck's sake. How is she going to open that? Right. <laughs> so in order to get in it, you would either need people to help you. You'd need tools, ladders. So there was no ladder. So how, so the, many questions. how the fuck did this girl get in this water bin? Like, was the lid back on? No. When they took, you know, like, like, was the lid on it when she was floating in it? No. But it was not, pri- supposedly it was on it prior to. But no one knows right. how this changed. Okay, so the, it took them how long to find her with a lid off the cistern? Not only that, but this made more questions arise. Like when you went onto the roof of this hotel, it sounded an alarm. How the fuck did she bypass the alarm? Or did she find another way up to the roof? Now, that, that being said, if she could even climb in or whatever, she was found naked. Her clothes were nearby on the roof. So that means that she got naked, figured out how to get in there, had to have people's help. Um, They did find one small spot that if she had a ladder, which they did not find a ladder, but if she had a ladder, you could kind of climb up there. But it was too small for like the hotel staff to even fit in. This little gap was. um, Mind the gap. Right? Mind the gap. 
Now guess what they have on this? They have fucking video. They see her get... Wait, what year? This was in 2013. Oh. So they see... Wait, what? They see her get into the elevator. The video's on the elevator, not on the roof. The roof isn't surveillance. Oh, I um, 2000 what? 13. And they ruled it an, an accident. accident. Yes. And they have video of this chick getting on the elevator. And you know how, like, kids, when they get on the elevator for the first time, and they want to hit all the buttons? This girl's, like, frantically hitting all the buttons in this elevator. Nobody knows why. Nobody ever saw her get out of the elevator. There was no surveillance that she got out of the elevator. There was nothing beyond that blip of her getting in the elevator and frantically hitting all the buttons on the board. Did she have a history of mental illness? Ding, ding, ding. She was bipolar. But was, was this a bipolar incident or did she get possessed? Because they say that this hotel creates people to become possessed. Hmm. Example, there was a gentleman in the 80s. So Specimen one. Right, 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 right. So we're going to say... Oh, is that a picture of him? This is a picture of him. He looks very 80s. His name is Richard Ramirez, a.k.a., for all my true crime buddies, the Night Stalker. Oh, I've, so, I've heard of that. I'm you not, have heard of the Night Stalker? I'm a true crime buddy. I'm so proud <laughs> of you. So he, it appears or seems that he did his first murder in 1984. Um, he was around 24 years old when he did that first murder, um, and he continued to rampage over the next year. So it was all done around the LA area. He was finally caught in 90, or I'm sorry, 85. So he rampaged in one year in 85. So that being said, in 1989, again, one year, he was convicted of 13 counts of murder, five counts of attempted murder, 11 sexual assaults, and 14 burglaries. He was well, because they could be combined, though. I mean, like, because at 13 murders, that's more than one a year. I mean, more than one a month. Yeah, but you can't... I mean, they... I you know, he could have, like, he burglarized, never, raped, and... Right, but there's still 13 counts of murder, and he only murdered one person at a time. So that is more than one per month. So, but it says around the next year. So he could have been doing one a month. It could have been 13 months. That was too young in 84 have been following the Night Stalker. I, re, I Well, I was not too young in 84, but... He was ultimately caught. <laughs> yes, Kayla, I was... <laughs> yes, Kayla, she was alive in 84. I was... Uh, we, we don't need junior. to go there. <laughs> so, he was ultimately caught after a rape victim who he'd left alive got a look at his getaway car. Ooh, and when they found... With, when they found with, the uh, car... What's his name? What's his name? Oh, what's his name? Zach, uh, oh, continue, I can't Okay. Um, so when they found his car, there was one single fingerprint on that car of his, and that's what tied him to this rape victim. Now, I'm not making excuses for him, but most reports suggest that he was influenced by his cousin, Mike. Mike happened to be a Green Beret, I think they said, but Mike used to brag to him about all the, the horrific things that happened to him in Vietnam. And Mike later shot his wife and killed her. Oh, great. So, yeah. So, Ramirez, a.k.a. Night Stalker, spent 23 years on death row in San Quentin. 
But in 2013, the same year the girl died, um, he died of lymphoma. Now, all I keep thinking as I'm reading this is, is it really psychotic that I'm like, fuck, I was old enough in 2013 and I was on the West Coast. Kind of wish I could meet a serial killer. Oh, that's <laughs> like, a little fucked up. I should probably have gone into criminal psychology because I really want to understand I, I, I don't think you can, though. I think there's some, like, horrible, like, glitch in their system. Potentially. But I'm so amazed by serial like, killers. Um, what's that his I, name? I'm, Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. He was, like, the charming. He was the one the that handsome, Zach, charming yeah, one. Yeah, yeah. What's his name that played him in the movies? Zach, Zach Morris. No, Zach. What's his name? Kayla. Zach Efron. Zach Efron. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, yes. Zach Efron. Yeah. He, the same thing happened with him. Well, Almost killed he, her, but then he didn't. That was and... his first victim. Ted Bundy let his first victim go. She's the one that essentially caught him. No, it was the chicken. Um... The last victim escaped. The chick, one of the girls in the sorority house in the um, in I don't Florida. Think, I don't think he let her go. She escaped. No, the she, only one he, that, did, he thought she died, but she yeah. wasn't dead. The only one that Ted Bundy actually let go was his very first victim. So, same thing, I think, with the Golden Gate Killer. I have to look that up. Um, we're, you know what? We're going to start having to do series on serial killers. There are tons. I listen to them. You know what? Like one of my earliest, like, freaky childhood memories was like, um, and I don't. It's like it's almost like a dream where you don't really remember. Like, I don't know what time frame it was. I remember being at my grandma's, but I don't know if that was because my parents were split up and that's where my dad lived. But I remember like watching Helter Skelter. Or, like, having it be on, but I wasn't in the room, so they thought it was okay. But I totally... And, like, so I've always had this, like, weird fascination with uh, with Chuck. Gotcha. And... Is it Helter the Skelter? No. Helter Skelter is Charles Manson. Yeah. 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 So, that being said, there was a copycat serial... Well... Let me tie him in. Ramirez lived at the Cecil for two years. Oh. Mm-hmm. So it really was a, like, vagrant. Yeah, and it really was, like, they say that the hotel is possessed. So. It's totally the hotel. It's, you know what? I don't care what it's called. It's the Hotel California. That's <laughs> what, that, that, see, it's on the internet. <laughs> so years later, after he was taken to jail and sentenced and yada yada, there was a guy named Jack Unterwager, Unterwager, whatever. He checked into, into Hotel Cecil. And but this, he could never leave. But he could never <laughs> leave. I'm sorry. Um, and he decided to spend some time there as well. Now, Jack also had a thing for killing prostitutes. <gasps> Everybody do the fake gasp. In 19... 19- well, they're just prostitutes. <laughs> this was... And, <laughs> In 1991, so we're getting pretty close to now, um, so six years after Ramirez was caught and sentenced to death, the he was an Australian journalist, I think they said he was 40, 41, he checked into the Cecil and he was going to, air quote, do a story on L.A. crime. 
So he did. Or do LA crime. <laughs> right. Well, he used to do ride alongs with the LAPD. So, and it was with LAPD Vice. So it wasn't just your street cops, it was the murder cops. This smart ass motherfucker used to use his ride alongs with these cops to scout people and locations. Now, I'm not condoning murder in any way. Use your head, God people. damn that smart. I mean, you're getting in good with the cops. They're going to be like, no, no, it can't be Jack. It was coincidental that Jack was there because he was doing a story on L.A. crime. This, right, Like, right. we know this man. Totally it, setting up his own alibi. Right. We know this guy. Could not be him. He's such a good dude. Like, this was the smartest fucking thing I've ever heard. Um, now, it's suspected that he chose the Cecil, Cecil because of its connection to Ramirez. So... Um, the Australian police connected strangulation deaths of three LA sex workers and a series of six unsolved mysteries back to this guy. All of them, all of them were prostitutes. They'd all been sexually assaulted and all of them were strangled with their own bras. What? Right? Um, I'm going to stop wearing a bra. Well, and if if you're going to wear a bra, at least wear a big one. That way, if he sticks your face in the cup, you got some room to breathe. Well, I'm pretty sure he's going to, like, strangle you with the underwire-ish. You know, with the, like... Yeah. I I think it was the straps, because it specifically said... It didn't specifically state with the straps. It just said with our own bras. But I was assuming with the straps... See, but then the straps are kind of stretchy, so... Well, like, he probably just, like, wrapped the, like, girth of, you know, like, the girth part around you. I don't know. But he assaulted them, and, and then it he killed them And it doesn't matter if the bras over your face, you could still breathe, but if they're cutting off your, you know... Yeah. Still, supply. big cups save lives. <laughs> so, behind bars, he was a model inmate. He was publishing poems, plays, and an autobiography that became a fucking movie. His popularity... Wait, what movie? I don't know. I couldn't find it. His popularity made him a huge man in the European art. This article does not want him to gain any more financial... Correct. Correct. So we're not going to name the name of it. No, but I do hope that people look. I'm not going to (laughs) lie. So the, it, he became such a big thing in the European arts culture that they began to lobby for his fucking release. So in 1990... We don't care, you kill people. So in 19... Let my people go. Right? In 1990, after serving 15 years, he was granted fucking parole. And almost overnight, he became a TV host and journalist again. In, he, in, in the United States? This was in, he was in Australia. Oh. So within a year, he was back in California. And would you ever guess what he was doing? Killing pros, <gasps> killing hoes. Oh my God, you are so smart. It's fucking ridiculous. Because I never saw that coming. Um, in 94. Slapping hoes. <laughs> <laughs> Slapping hoes and strangling. Um, so in 94, he was convicted again of 11 murders. Oh my God. And this time he was sentenced to life with no chance of parole. That blood's on some Australian man's hand for letting him out. So, on a little artistic twist, the fucker killed himself in a cell. Yeah. So. You don't um, deserve to be dead in a cell. Right. But I also don't want to pay for him to be in the cell. 
Right. Like well, and you know, yeah. yeah there's yeah. some people I, I good enough for you then. I'm a believer in the death sentence. Uh, me too. I don't want to pay for you to be in prison for 45 years. Right. I don't. Yeah, but think even you should even get when they get the death sentence, they're there for fucking ever because they get yada blah. So blah, blah, blah. where everybody's starting to try to ban the death sentence and all that. I'm a firm believer that Texas is doing it right. Oh, yeah. Texas Fast is, track them. Yeah. Texas is like, you're dying? Um, we got to open in at 8 a.m. tomorrow. How does yeah. that sound? What you want for dinner? Right. <laughs> you better, it better be quick because dinner's in 35 minutes. Yeah, no. There's no marinating this shit. No. You <laughs> yeah, killed, no. I, I'm with you, you there. You killed people in the double digits. Yeah. You're fucking gone. Like, period. That's my belief. Yeah. Uh, I, it you could know be what? wrong. And, no, no. I mean... Uh, it's a personal preference, and I'm all with you. Sweet. Okay. Right. I'm also a big believer in a game that me and my best friend created. We've never been able to play it, but we call it shooting with shovels. It's where three of us go out in the desert and two of us come back. Nobody ever wants to play with us because they kind of know which two of us will come back. What? We? What? We, we created a game called shooting with shovels. and it's what, Shooting with shovels? Yeah, it's what we always threaten people with. You want to go play some shooting with shovels? Where three of us go in the desert, two of us come back. <laughs> what, how, what? You like, shoot them and you bury them in the desert. Nobody will ever know. Okay, but where? How, it's not a game. I don't get it. It's a game. You got to get them in the desert somehow. So if they piss you off, you just offer them to go play shooting with shovels with you. And Nobody will take us up on it. They also know. So we're you not, only ever offer that to people that like you want to kill. We only ever offer it sarcastically. And one day, one of those fuckers are going to end up getting killed, and like then we're going to get... such like... a retard right now. Because <laughs> I'm not... A... I'm like, I want to play. <laughs> Cam, I got our first one. <laughs> Wait, can we, can we make it where four go in the back <laughs> and three come back? I'll get a fourth. We'll just offer a quick game of Euchre in the desert. Everybody's yeah, out for Euchre. They won't know what that is. No. That's new. It's fucking Nevada. Coast. No, nobody knows. Oh. Mahjong, though, you can get a motherfucker to play no, Mahjong. Yeah. Well, like, freaking, like, what's that? Like, Russian roulette? Russian, Russian roulette euchre. Mm, I, not with my luck. No, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but we're going to get some Nevada people to play with us. <laughs> they don't know how to play. <laughs> They're not from Michigan. We could do spades, where it's literally every man for themselves. Guys, we're not going to commit murder. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> wait, wait, what? No. Uh-uh. Wait, rewind. This is not happening. You're going to edit that, right? No. No. I'm not going to edit that. <laughs> where's, where's, um, come, I just, like, can't think of words today. Is it hard to English today? I think, I think it's hard to, It's um, hard to, uh, you drink, yeah. So. Engineer Bob would would edit that out. Engineer Bob would edit that out, but I'm not Engineer Bob and fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I'm sorry, but I'm just like obsessed with that podcast. So the last occurrence at Hotel Cecil happened in 2015 where they found a body of a man dead on the hotel doorsteps. Much is unknown about that case, but the fact that it was at Hotel Cecil, a little too close for comfort. Now, the one that I liked. So, are these people like haunting the place now? No, there's. Because I would think that the chick who you know, like, the, dead and bloated in the 
Yeah, no, there's no, chapel. <laughs> there's no reports of haunting. It's just more of the hotel possesses people. So the one that I got super excited about and then went wah, wah, was so Elizabeth Short. Have you ever heard of Elizabeth Short? Yes. You're not thinking of the right one, I bet. A.K.A. the Black Dahlia. Everybody's heard of the Black Dahlia. Yes. So she hopped on a train from San Diego and landed in Los mm-hmm. Angeles. She, of course, was in pursuit of a Hollywood career. She was 22. Mm-hmm. She was going to do it all. Um, she ended up on the doorsteps of the Hotel Cecil. She was traveling alone. She disappeared short after arriving. The last place she was seen was the Hotel Cecil, or the Cecil Hotel. Um, although others say that they saw her at a bar nearby. Womp womp. It's a fucking rumor. She was not there. No? Um, yeah, they say that they're most likely false. Um, they said that after researching all of her details extremely close by, or that she was close by, but it had nothing to do with that. So the night of her murder, she was not there. I was like, man, that's stupid. Stupid. So, Rumors. I obviously left out a bunch of things because I told you that shit tons of this happened, right? Mm-hmm. Now we're going to do a kind of, here's where my wiki, 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 came in. So, <laughs> I even got that. The Hotel Cecil was, oh my gosh, it was 16 murders happened there or deaths. Um, 16 of them. So, it's obviously had the serial killers, blah, 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 blah. But here's my timeline. But they stayed there. Did they kill the people in the hotel? Nope. They're just saying that the hotel possesses the people that are staying there and creates them to do these things. Oh, so that's why all these people kill. The legend, the folklore is that this hotel possesses the people in it. So here's my little timeline. Maybe we shouldn't stay there. Not after we just talked about shooting with shovels. (laughs) I know. (laughs) Because I don't want to play. So on November 19th, 1931, I'll play right, there was a gentleman named W.K. Norton. He was found dead in his room after ingesting poison caplets. Uh, capsules. I don't know what the fuck a caplet is except for in Romeo and Juliet. And that's a capulet. Um, so he's the earliest known suicide at the hotel. And he ingested the poison capsules. I'm per- yeah, but... It was a suicide. Right, right. And was he possessed to do this? September 1932, Benjamin Dodich, he died of a self-inflicted gunshot wound to the head. Yeah, but for real? Because obviously whoever has jurisdiction over this hotel does not necessarily have the best detective skills if they ruled the chick that's where I was in just the freaking... That's where I was just going to go with this. They can't confirm it because he did not leave a suicide note. July, nor did the dude... I mean... Nor did the... It didn't say that... It says... No. On it, top of that... Yeah, I'm way. not buying any of it because in whatever, 2007, if they can rule a girl getting into a water tank that she's not... At all physically, 2013, okay, not physically able to get into on her own an accidental death. But if the cops were that were cops in 31 were still cops in 13. <laughs> well, no, I'm just saying so that they like are Jim- obviously lacking in the yeah. copping skills. Right, L.A. <laughs> so in July of 19, that's why they have the Raiders. 
I'm sorry, Vegas is getting the Raiders. I got to stop hating on the Raiders. So in July of 34, an Army Medical Corps, Medical Corps sergeant. Did you just do sports? I did just I do sports. So in 34, an Army Medical Corps sergeant was found dead in his room. He had slashed his own throat with a razor. He did leave several notes. One cited that he was in poor health, and that was his reason for suicide. March of 37, a woman fell from the ninth story window. Her fall was broken by telephone wires, which essentially wrapped around her body, and then she died at the hospital. Um, Police were unable to determine whether it was an accident or suicide. You like that? They were unable Mm-mm. to determine if it was an accident or a suicide. Not murder an accident or a suicide. Just an accident or suicide. Um, in January of 38, a U.S. Marine Corps fireman jumped from the top floor and no, was didn't. found on a skylight of a neighboring building. Again, he, he had stayed at the Cecil for weeks. And again, couldn't tell if it was an accident or suicide. So, because apparently there is a military thing going on now. In May of 39, a Navy officer, so we're talking, we've got an Army, a Marine, and now a Navy officer was found dead in his room. He had ingested poison. Hmm. I think there's just like some crazy person working at the hotel. January of 40. Uh, wait, I called it Hotel California. Yes. January of 40, a teacher ingested poison while staying oh, there. No, no. She was, she was reported in L.A. Times to be near death. Nothing were, was reported after that as to whether or not she actually died or what condition she was in. All right, I'm, gonna, I'm going to research this some more because it's either like some crazy person who works at the hotel or it's like, oh, Poltergeisty possession. No, I'm just going to like, I'm, I'm near death, so I'm just going to go to this hotel. This, this is where people go to die. Right. This is pretty you much. Know, like, you know, the Hilton, where people go to play. <laughs> the, the hotel. The Cecil. The Cecil, where people go to die. So in 1944, a lady named Dorothy, who was only 19 years old, she was sharing a room with a shoe salesman named Ben, who was 38. Um, he was unaware that she was pregnant. She, Wait, why were they sharing a room? I think they were together. He was unaware she was pregnant. She popped out the kid. Oh, she was really pregnant. She popped out <laughs> the kid and then she fucking threw it out the window. So she was convicted or she not convicted. She was charged with murder. She was found guilty or not guilty due to reason of insanity. Yeah, that's a bunch of bullshit. Now, in 1947, Robert Smith, who was 35, jumped out of the seventh floor window. And he died. October 22nd of 1954. Um, uh, 54, that was a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, <laughs> I don't know what it took me. A chick named Helen, who was 55... Jumped out of the seventh floor window. Are all the jumping seventh? Ding, ding, ding. You're catching something on. Um, she had I mean, all of them, even the prior, the ones earlier were? It, the only ones that set a floor have been the seventh. 
So she didn't even register in her own name. She regis registered under a different name. Now, on February 11th of 1962, a lady named Julia Moore, who was 50. Juliana Moore? Julia. <laughs> not Juliana. But this chick jumped out of the window. But it was on the eighth floor. But she landed on the second floor. So to me, that's essentially oh, that's seven, seven floors. Floor. Okay, wait, um, wait, wait. Asshole of the week. Seventh floor. Right? <laughs> anyway. So she didn't leave a suicide note either. But there was a bus ticket found in her belongings, I guess you'd say. And a whopping 59 cents and change. But she owed 1800 bucks to the bank. So they think it had something to do with finances. Oh, God. I get you there, baby. So... On October 12th of 62, a Pauline Otten, she was 27, she jumped out of her ninth floor window after she had an argument with her estranged husband. Oh. So a, <laughs> they say that he had left the room prior to her suicide, air quoted, um, but she landed on a pedestrian. <laughs> and she... Oh, wow. Wrong place, wrong time, dude. Right? And both of them were killed instantly. Well, of course, there was no witnesses. So they said, or initially thought that they committed suicide <laughs> together. However, it, it was eventually found out or figured out by the smart cops that they had that the guy that was walking had his hands in his pockets at the time of the death and he was still wearing shoes. So if he was falling, his hands would not have remained in his pocket. And if he fell from the ninth floor window, they think that his shoes would have fallen off upon impact don't know but i do agree with the hands wouldn't be in the pockets after a nine story drop wait what yeah right i got all confused on that one i thought it was a woman who a woman jumped but she fell on top of the dude so initially they thought that they both jumped oh oh, oh. and then because his hands were still in his pocket you just can't no he was just a he was just in the wrong place at the wrong fucking time and no other witnesses so it was legitimately just him walking down the road. Poor guy. When, when, Three steps forward, he would have just had a bad day. <laughs> yeah, it would have been like, I, I witnessed this. But wouldn't you have heard the flip-flap-flapping of her dress? Or, or she'd, I would think she'd be screaming. Maybe not if she meant it. That's true. So in 64, a hotel worker, um, they discovered somebody named Pigeon Goldie who was a retired op- phone operator, she was dead in her room. She had been raped, stabbed, beaten, and her room was ransacked. Um, she was very well known, um, but her near her body was an L.A. Dodgers cap. Oh, well, there's good reason. And get this one, a paper sack full of bird seeds. What the fuck is that? Mm-hmm. Now, Wait, did they say she committed suicide? No, they said that she was murdered. They actually arrested a 29-year-old for the murder. I got it, I got it, I got it. But I got it. What? She was in the park feeding the birds, and she was followed back to her hotel by a murdering murderer. Well, so they, they arrested a dude simply because he was seen walking through the park, which is where she fed the birds. So, um, he was not convicted of the crime and her murder was never solved december 20th 1975 a still unidentified woman jumped out of the 12th floor window 
onto the second floor roof and she died. Then there was the 2013, there was Elisa Lamb, the the lady that was found bloated in the water yeah, tower. Yeah, that's not, that was not. And then the last one not. was in 2015, the body of a 28-year-old male was found on the steps. They think he committed suicide from jumping by the, out of the hotel window, but nobody could actually confirm this. And LA Times said that the cause of death had yet to be determined. Mm. So who knows? So 16 deaths resulted in from non-natural causes, either suicide, accident, or murder. Yeah, um, and, and the suicides are not suicides. I'm just going to tell you that right now, L.A. And this does not include, the 16 doesn't include the one that I told you about the lady who ingested the poison that nobody knows if she died or not. I almost went to Google her. And then I'm like, well, she'd be 70 years old now, just if she was born in 40, so and she'd be 80 years old now if she was born in 40, so she's probably dead, and if she's not, she deserves to just be left alone. Um, so, they, many, many stories have been told, obviously, about this, um, they say that people have come up missing from this hotel. Then there's all the murders and suicides and yada yada. So people have deemed that this hotel possesses people to do the things that have been done there. So hmm. that I, is, I, I just think that the freaking police are retarded. Um. Yeah. I, I don't think I was so impressed with the LA police and that one. So, that's my story. What'd you think? I, do you see why I wanted to do Hotel Cecil? I, I have more questions than I have answers. It kind of may be the Hotel California, because you can check in, but you can never leave. I don't think it's, I don't think it's the possession thing. I think it's, I think it's like some, like a whole, I don't know. I'm going to have to Googs that one somewhere. Right, I know, it's fascinating, right? So, my story's done. Your story's done. Do you know what yeah. that means, Barb? What? We have Tell the asshole. Tell me something. Right? You did asshole. You assholed Hotel California. I know. No, we asshole. Hotel Cecil. Seventh floor. Seventh floor. But, I mean, Richard Ramirez. Yeah. Night Stalker. I'm going to give it to him. So, you got the seventh floor of Hotel Cecil. Yep. I'm going to take the Night Stalker. Okay. Sing so, it. Sing it, baby. Tell me something good. Well, I've, I've come out of my chunky funk. I'm so glad to hear that. I, I did. You know, you get in this funk sometimes when you're like, I don't even know what it is, but like, I just, at work, I just want to be home sleeping. And at home sleeping, I just wanted to be home sleeping some more. And like people would talk to me, and I would be like, yeah, snarly at them. Like, oh, that's not like you. Why? Why are you talking to me right now? And like, I'd have to talk to people on the phone, and I'd be like, why am I having to talk to you on the phone right now? I'm irritated as fuck. Can't you tell? Can't you tell? Just leave me alone. Walk away. Yeah. And I'm, I'm getting over that. I'm so glad to hear that. And my mom bought my kid a car today that she's going to have to pay back, which is extra good. But low responsibility, never hurt a child. So me. I 
am going to tell you my good and it is going to sound absolutely weird, but it was good. Um, so we've spent the last week cleaning out my mom's house, last right. couple weeks cleaning out my mom's house. Well, last weekend, so two days ago, three days, whatever, we went, we did take time out from the cleaning and we went to the kids, I know, take, keep, but you got to keep track of this one. I went to the kids' boyfriend's soccer game. Yes, I gotcha. Where Damn they, it. yes, where he, um, he, what do you not commemorate, um, honored my mother. So her name was on the back of his jersey. I saw that. Got it was a little, awesome. Yep, got a little choked up, but it was really good to watch. It was really, really nice Catharsis. to... It, what I think it was nice to, my mom was an amazing woman. And in the last two weeks since her passing, every time you think of my mom, it's sad. My mom was not a sad person. So in order to have that time where we could enjoy the thought of mom and the memory of mom and right. watching him play soccer with her name on it, it was really nice to have that enjoyment tied back <laughs> And hopefully into... he didn't suck. <laughs> right. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm he, kidding, Timmy. He assisted because he is defense. So he did assist a goal, which I was super, super proud of. Because that's what moms do, assist. Right. Well, and everybody was laughing at me because every time, because defense doesn't get a lot of, you know, we got it, we got it. Defense doesn't get a lot of cheering. They don't get a lot of, you know, it's when the goals go in that you get cheering. So Yeah, but you also cheer when they, like, stop goals. And right, they're... which is a goalie. <laughs> so well, or if, if it have... doesn't get to the goalie, then it's just part of the game. Yeah. So it, he kind of gets the shaft and the cheers. So every time he stopped a ball or kicked a ball or threw the ball inbounds or did whatever he was doing, I got to yell, go Timmy. And everybody's like, all he did was kick the ball. And I'm like, but Timmy kicked the ball. Right. <laughs> Timmy did it. Timmy did it. So it was it was really nice to get to take time out and go. And I think it was just like relaxing and fun. And... Well, only to a point. So you see what happened was. What happened was. <laughs> <laughs> I'm super white. I mean, I have no shame in saying <laughs> I will sun, She's clear. I will sunburn if you flip on a UV light in the dining room too fast. <laughs> like it's just so I had my sunblock 100 on. We go out there. I'm waiting for him to do the presentation before the game. Then the game started. And I'm like, all right, I gotta go to the bathroom. So I went to the bathroom, and I thought on the way back I'd stop and get me, my sister, and my kid waters. I have not even been there 15 minutes. I walk up to the concession stand, I order my three waters, and this lady that's working the stand, who A, is younger than me, was like, oh, yes, honey, be sure to stay hydrated. And I'm like, okay. She goes, and there's some shade right over there. You should probably go what? stand in that. So I walk back to my sister and my kid, and I'm like, what do I look like right now? Because she just sent me to the shade. They were both like sunburnt. I'm like, fuck, it's been 15 minutes. What? Yeah, but I even had to laugh at that. I did not go in the shade because that's just me. Just 14 waters and some ice cream later and we left. So yeah, that was my week. So yeah, on that note, what do you think, Miss Barb? Hey, unplug your Unplug. Ears. Have a good week, y'all.